0: I think by now, if you guys have been watching me long enough, you guys know that I am nothing if not honest. I might be an asshole, I might be super biased, I might be problematic, unpopular, toxic, whatever you want to call me, but I will be honest with you, and I've always told you, and I've always admitted right off the bat that my bias is towards NXT. NXT is genuinely the better show in my opinion, and it's not just I'm not going to hop on the counterculture bandwagon, but I'm, again, I'm also honest. NXT does absolutely shit the bed sometimes. Um, before last week, I would have said, you know, the fact that Velveteen Dream still has a job. But last week, as a whole, from top to bottom, from the bullshit with the, women, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match to sort of rolling out over the rest of the show, last week's show shit the bed. And... When that happens, I'm going to do one of two things. I'm going to come up here and I'm going to tell you that it shit the bed. I'm going to be harder on it than I am on any other show because it is my show and I expect more. Or, I'm just not going to review it because it's not worth my time. And that's what happened halfway through last week's episode. Last week's episode, took the clipboard, tossed all the notes in the garbage, said, fuck it. Put a quick thing out to Twitter being like, since NXT shit the bed, I'm not talking about the show this week. But the thing I have to give NXT credit for... And you should too, if you're honest with yourself. When they do shit the bed, we then get an episode like tonight. Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pal's past Phoenix, the YWC reality check here with your March 10th NXT review. How are we doing? As I said in the intro, uh, wasn't here last week. NXT shit the bed. NXT last week did not deserve a review from me. But there was some other stuff going on. Ironically, filmed before last week's episode of NXT, there is a podcast up right now on this channel and if you're listening in a podcast form uh, on the podcast as well with myself, Jake Demarco, and basically it's something I've worked on for quite a while it's my pitch on how I would sort of shake up and reshuffle NXT and make it a bit better make it a bit more digestible as a product and I basically grabbed Jake and I said, come on the podcast I've got an idea and I'm going to tell you my idea and that's going to be the podcast it was a lot of fun also, WandaVision is over you want to catch mine and Kristen's last uh <coughs> last couple of thoughts sorry um about wandavision uh, episodes eight and nine uh long story short I loved WandaVision from beginning to end, Uh, I don't understand a lot of the scrutiny that it's gotten as a show, I'm really looking forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I'm really looking forward to talking potentially about the Snyder Cut, and a couple of other things we've got coming up, but quick shout out to Kristen, quick shout out to Jake, check out FlixFix for the last two episodes of WandaVision, check out the podcast from last week about, uh, oh, what did I name the podcast now, it's not even in front of me, I think I named it How to Save NXT by Cutting It in Half. Um, but that's the thing. And uh, shout out to both of them at uh, at Countdown ended for Jake at Black Hat Feline for Kristen. Go show them some love. Tell them I sent ya. Also, it's worth mentioning that Molly Holly is going is the first inductee into the Hall of Fame this year. They announced that the Hall of Fame is happening on Tuesday, so that's going to be a stacked week, isn't it? That's a good. One. From Monday to the Monday after WrestleMania, we we we're not going to have a minute to breathe. And I don't necessarily complain about that, but we're not gonna have a minute to breathe, are we? Now! Let's get into this week's show. Oh yeah, I got to do the whole like self-promotion thing, don't I? If you're watching me on Facebook right now, you see the pretty sexy face and the gimmick hat you want to find me on an audio platform. Go to your favorite audio platform and search Spaz Phoenix Podcast. If you're there and you're listening to me and you don't see the pretty sexy face and you don't see the gimmick hat, you want to find me on YouTube. Search Spaz Phoenix. Go to Spaz Phoenix or Spaz Phoenix 1 on Twitter, Spaz Phoenix on Instagram, and the Spaz Phoenix Podcast Facebook group on Facebook, obviously. If you are watching this on YouTube, please go ahead and throw me a comment down in the comment section below, because YouTube is still coming at me basically saying that I don't have any interaction with you guys, but uh, somebody's watching me, so that's that's most definitely a thing, and let me know what's, uh, what's on your mind, what you guys uh, like, and uh, we're trying to do a couple of different things. I do have a series and it's not going to have a co-host it's just me and it's something that's going to happen every once in a while i think i'm going to wait until after wrestlemania season two drop it. it it is nxt related but it isn't uh it isn't something that i'm going to bring jake in on it's not something i'm going to get some uh, some counter opinion on from guapo we will get guapo back on here for something at some point um but there is something that is just me it's just a solo project it's another series on this channel as if i don't have enough series already And uh, that's all I'm going to say right now. That's a a non-plug plug, plug because I didn't tell you anything, did I? This week's episode, what did we know going in? Well, what did we know coming out of last week? We knew Xia Lee was probably going to kill Caden Carter this week. We knew we were getting a women's title match, a men's title match, and an announcement from William Regal. Now, over the course of Monday Night Raw, they bumped that up and said that it was going to be two announcements. From William Regal. And the one that we didn't get, spoiler alert, is the long-rumored uh, move to to Tuesday Nights. I have my opinions on that. Uh, I... I have opinions for and against that. A little bit of a spoiler, the podcast that I just spoke about with Jake, uh, part of that podcast does suggest moving uh, NXT to a different night, or two different nights, plural. Um, so there was speculation that we were going to get that announcement, that A, you know, they're moving to Tuesday nights, whatever. There's also been speculation that uh, NXT is going to uh, reinvigorate the Evolve brand, and there's going to be a second show called NXT Evolve, which I'd be very, very interested in, and again, ties in very closely to the podcast that I am ruthlessly plugging to you now. Um, Neither one of those were announced this week, though. We saw... We opened up the show. It wasn't a cold open, but there wasn't any big video package to start off the show We see Balor and Cole arriving at the arena. We see Storm and Shirai arriving at the arena for their respective title matches. Sorry. Sinuses are shitty because, yeah, sinuses are shitty. We go to the ring. Regal is already in the ring. And we don't waste any time which i really like and you know there was other stuff to drag you through watching the rest of the show but like look at monday night raw last week when we made the brilliant decision of putting the title on bobby lashley and screwing my boy the miz but did they not drag that through the entire fucking three hours we didn't do that the selling point of this show is william regal's two announcements we started off the show with william regal's two announcements First one was him throwing to a video package talking about the history and the impact of the NXT TakeOver brand and whatever. And they used the exact same marketing scheme that they did for WrestleMania last year. The show that's too big for just one night. And apparently, all that means is because... Uh, because of the scheduling, because of the two-night Wrestlemania, because we've been saying, you know, it's a two-night Wrestlemania, they'll just do a takeover later on. No, apparently they're doing a two-night takeover. The first night is, and people were telling me bits and bobs about this before this show, but I'm just going by what they gave us on the show tonight. The first half is going to be a Wednesday night episode of NXT on television, on on Sportsnet for me in Canada for a... USA for my friends down in the States and all that sort of thing. And the second part of it is going to be on Thursday on what they're saying, Peacock, because they're advertising it, obviously, to the American uh, audience. But the second half of it is going to be on the WWE Network. Now, that's cool when you you get to the next announcement that we're going to get to. But I really don't want it to be like what they did when they did the... When they did the elevated NXT episodes, and Halloween Havoc was great, it was one night, um, but when they did the Great American Bash, and they did it two nights, basically the first night was a go-home show, and the second night was when all the really big stuff happened, so I don't want them to market a two-night takeover, where the first night is just a really extended, really inflated go-home show. I'm really... Kind of concerned about that. Obviously, it's gonna be under the constraints of having commercials and all that sort of thing. It's really gonna come off like a regular episode of NXT, but what I will say, I'm not going to turn down more NXT. I'm really, really not. Now, there was no nothing to say where this was happening. I'm assuming the, the first night is happening in the CWC, maybe the second half is happening somewhere else, somewhere larger, maybe with fans, considering Raymond James is uh, selling tickets starting next week for WrestleMania. Am I right in saying that? But what it means, and this is what I'm going to get to, and this is actually a tweet that I pulled off of uh, Aaron Rift from uh, NoDQ, who I haven't referenced on here in a long-ass time. We are, that week, we are going to have Monday Night Raw, the Hall of Fame, TakeOver Night 1, TakeOver Night 2, SmackDown, WrestleMania Night 1, WrestleMania Night 2, The Raw after WrestleMania, and rumor has it, that'll be the first Tuesday episode of NXT. That's eight straight days of WWE content. I'm waiting. I'm waiting with the most bated breath ever for the Impact fans in the AEW. This is all a scam. This is all a sham. They're just, they're just trying to fuck with us. I'm waiting for it. It's going to be good now the second announcement we take the focus off william regal we look up the rampway we see the entire women's division of nxt and it is a stacked women's division now that being said there's a lot of women on that rampway that have not had their nxt debut yet uh was there not uh i keep noticing because it is most noticeable they do have a luchadora on the roster i can't think of her name at the moment it'll come to me as soon as i stop recording that's the thing that happens but every time i see her I, was, I remember, A, yes, they have a Luchadora on the roster. And also, that Luchadora has not debuted on television. So, it is what it is. Um, he puts over the roster. He puts over the tag teams of the women's roster and uh, the recent uh, awesome takeoff of the women's Dusty Classic, but also the sham that happened last week with Adam Pearce randomly coming and rawing up NXT. They got some WWE in my NXT, I guess you could say. They did the screwy finish and rah-de-rah-de-rah. And uh, basically, and I love the way William Regal put this. He said, I'm tired of waiting for other people to make a decision for me. I've made a decision for myself. The NXT team got together and made a decision on their own. And we have these now, and he lifts up the... Or he doesn't lift up the thing. He calls up uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, who are obviously the winners of the uh, Women's Dusty Classic, and says, you know, from now on, you're going to be known as something else. You're going to be known as the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. And he uncovers these belts, and they weren't. And this is the thing that I kind of like about NXT. Look at the men's title, look at the women's title. Other than a little bit of silver plating on the women's title, they're identical, which puts them on an even, like, at least on a visual level, it puts them on an even playing field. These belts other than the fact that they have the word women's on them, and they're on a white strap instead of a black strap, and they are a slightly smaller plate, these are pretty much identical to the men's titles. And that's a good thing, isn't it? We're going to talk a lot about titles tonight. I can promise you that. But this is a really, really good thing. Gonzalez and Kai, they come up and, uh, you know, they have their moment out of character to enjoy the the fact that they're champions and all that sort of thing. Now, I want to say... Before we go any farther, because I know the AEW stands out there that want to pick things apart are going to say, oh, well, you know, how good is the title if you just hand it to somebody? Well, he didn't just hand it to somebody. They just had a championship, or a, uh, had a tournament of all the tag teams that they could scrounge together in NXT, and this team proved to be the best team in the division right now. So. Do you have another tournament that completely negates the first tournament, which is especially disrespectful because it is named after Dusty Rhodes, whatever? No, they've just proven that they're the best team on the roster, so they are the champions. The ones that came in before are not on this roster, so they're not better, and et cetera, and they, there was a screw job and whatever, and they're gonna they're gonna face Sasha and bel-air again for reasons and Nia Jax is going to scream about her hole and all that sort of thing and that's going to be fine because we can do that over there we can do that in main roster land it's fine this is where the actual cool wrestling happens now I like this for a bunch of reasons a, it sort of brings back the prestige that was lost by the Dusty Classic win uh, last week with all the shenanigans, but B, it means they have their own titles, and it means they don't have to interact with Raw and SmackDown, which means they're not going to be touched by Raw and SmackDown's booking. There's every reason why this is a good idea. Unless, you're, unless you work for what culture, and your name is Michael Sidgwick, you cannot tell me that this is a bad plan. You cannot tell me that there is any sort of plus with the main roster having any influence on NXT. No, 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 no you cannot. So, what do we say next? What do we say next? Well, the AEW fans would say, well, why don't they have a ranking in the division? Well, we do. Because a tournament leaves you with a number one and a number two. And the two number twos stepped up. And the two number twos happened to be Ember Moon and my girl Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, she cut, they cut off the uh, tag team celebrations as well. Basically, champions need challengers. How about it? William Regal sits there with a big, shit-eating, Cheshire Cat smile on his face. And said, well, thanks for making my job real easy. So we have a third title match tonight. The inaugural NXT Women's Tag Team Championship first defense by Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez meeting the offense of Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon and gee I wonder look at the smile on Spaz's face I wonder how that goes later on oh yes but speaking of the insane women's division and the only two women that weren't on the rampway when William Regal said hey look at the rampway Yoshirai, Shirai, Tony Storm Women's Championship Really, really good match and a really good way to kick off the show coming off of all this great news. And I don't care. I really don't. If, uh... I said it to uh, our good friend Jake DeMarco uh, talking before tonight's episode of NXT. I'm at the ridiculous point right now where sort of anything can happen. Like, they're, they're playing around with where NXT's gonna be. They're playing around throwing WWE Network onto Peacock. We're doing three and four and five day shows. We're sort of in an anything goes... Um, holding pattern right now. Sorry, I couldn't get my words out there. We're sort of in an anything goes holding pattern right now where I just, I sort of wanted everything to, I wanted William Regal to come out and announce every single rumor that we've heard. I want to hear the move to Tuesday. I want to hear the double night pay-per-view. I want to hear we're getting 12 new titles. I want to hear we're bringing the Evolve thing back. The Evolve logo, by the way, the Evolve logo that's been going around, the the new NXT Evolve logo is kind of cool and it's kind of intriguing it's also really weird to see the nxt logo in purple because it still has that 205 live vibe to it here's another shout out to that podcast me and jake did last week part of me fixing nxt is getting rid of 205 live oh yes so let's talk about Io Shirai versus Tony Storm, because this was the first match of the night, and it was really good, and it was the first title match of the night, and it was really good. Collar and elbow tie-up in a shoving match. start. ground and pound by Shirai, hip attack by Storm. High forearm by Shirai, followed by a mud hole stop. Scissor kick by Shirai, chops in a basement drop kick. Storm eats the turnbuckle hard. Shirai works on the midsection. There's an abdominal stretch by Shirai and a shoulder tackle. Face plant into the apron by Storm. Shirai eats the steps. Commercial break. Now, I'm going to say something else because I am in Canada, and it's on a slightly different channel up here than it is down there for you guys in the States, and we finally have it on a TV channel up here in Canada, and I don't have to say that WWE hates us anymore. Also upgraded everything in my house today to uh, Rogers Infinite, which is even better quality, even better sound, even better picture, and everything's just better everything's coming up spaz except you know we're still in lockdown all that sort of thing so everything about this show was better last week's show was shit this week's show was great watching it on a better TV through a better service, not having to stream it through a shitty, shitty USA stream because WWE doesn't love Canada anymore, which is great. Anyways, we come back from the commercial break. Uh, Tackle by Shirai in a 619, a springboard dropkick, a rolling double stomp by Shirai, a superplex by Storm, a low lariat by Storm and a German suplex with a bridge. Which is nice. The form was nice. It was good. Uh, they both shade some forms. There's a noble drop by Storm to the midsection while Shirai was in a bridge. That was a nice, neat little thing as well. <coughs> Sorry. Sit out powerbomb by Storm. Palm strikes by Shirai once she gets oh, out of the sit out powerbomb, obviously. Crossface by Shirai. Double knees and the moonsault misses. Storm Zero by Storm with a diving headbutt also misses and a crossface once again by Shirai gets the submission victory and the submission successful defense for our still, our hashtag and still NXT Women's Champion. Oh yes. Um, we're going to see where Shirai goes later on and I, and I really, really, really like it because it sort of has shades of last week, shades of one of the only cool things that happened last week, uh, Finn Balor is in the back, he's hyping up his match for tonight, talking about all the, all the history that he has with Cole at this point, and how his, all of Cole's history links back to the Undisputed Era, basically links back to him having three guys having his back to help him keep his championship, it's good! backstage segments, the backstage pre-recorded match hype things that NXT does are usually pretty damn good. LA Knight is in the back making fun of everybody that thought he was going to debut last week, and he thinks he's going to debut next week instead, which is fine. He gets jumped by Bronson Reed, who he fucked over last week, so gee, I wonder who he's going to be having his first match in NXT against, and I have nothing against that. I'm intrigued by LA Knight. I... Saw Eli Drake briefly in the in the dregs of the last couple of days that I was actually watching TNA back in the day. And I don't have anything bad to say him. I don't have much to say about him because I don't remember much about him. But I do like Bronson Reed. And if Bronson Reed is being used as an introductory tool, uh, I don't want to quite put him in that Dolph Ziggler category where, you know, you debut, you face this person, and then you go on and have the rest of your career because that's kind of shit. But... Um, but it's good Bronson Reed is a lot of fun they uh they've put a little bit into his production um speaking of production uh I, I made the joke before about Bobby Lashley being the new WWE champion and he's just he's, he's gonna do a polite job of holding it until Drew gets it back at Wrestlemania it's all fine Holy fuck, the production that they put into his entrance this week on Raw, eh? I, was was that a shot at AEW and the, and the, and the sparklers at, at Revolution? Maybe, maybe, maybe don't promise an explosion. Just saying. Um, and then we come back from a commercial break and Jake Atlas is in my ring now. Jake Atlas is a great wrestler, and both in character and supposedly in real life, he's a really nice guy. You know what? In wrestling, you know what's really not that exciting is a really nice guy. Till I saw his opponent, <laughs> and his opponent was Pete Fucking Dunn, coming out with the other tag team champions of NXT, Lorkin and Birch, in his corner. But they, spoiler alert, don't get involved in this match because Pete Dunn just likes to kill people. Let's talk about it. Collar and elbow tie up, and Dunn works the arm right away. Arm drag. I lost my place because my writing sucks. Dunn bars the arm, works the wrist and the fingers, there's an arm drag by Atlas and a takedown side headlock by Dunn. You get an arm drag, Atlas. That's about it. Head scissor by Atlas is all you get. Boot to the face by Dunn. Atlas is doing some kind of headstand maneuver. Dunn breaks him out of the headstand maneuver by kicking him in the face. Dunn uh, starts dropping knees on the elbow joint and he starts kneeling on the ball of the shoulder and popping the fingers one by one, which is really... I just, I love watching Pete Dunne do his thing. I was spoiled. Yes, check it off your Spaz Phoenix bucket list. It's not the only time I'm going to say it tonight. I've seen Pete Dunne live. I've seen Pete Dunne take on Marty Scurll. I've te- seen Pete Dunne take on, uh, on uh, what's his name? Josh Alexander. I've seen Pete Dunne take on uh, the guys from Mustache Mountain, which is not that different, because we've seen that on WWE, I've seen Pete Dunne take on John Morrison, I've seen Pete Dunne take on Austin Aries, I saw Pete Dunne take on James fucking Ellsworth, and I've seen him do the joint manipulation shit up close and personal, and it does change the temperature of the match, I'm just, and it's all good, check it off, Spaz Phoenix bucket list, it's coming back later on, I promise, uh, he's kneeling on the ball, the shoulder, popping the fingers, he chops and slaps and boots and overhand shots by Atlas, try to fight back, and it just doesn't, work, Dunn counters a moonsault into a triangle choke because he's Pete Dunn, uh, knocks Atlas off the ropes, pins him an armbar, stomps him in the face because he can, does the finger snap, does the cross armbreaker, and wins the match and then he sort of, he grabs a mic to cut a promo but he's kind of talking shit like he doesn't realize he's talking into a microphone which is kind of good, Pete Dunn is not the best promo in the world but when he's just talking like he's not trying to cut a promo, it is pretty good you know, everybody thinks they can step up to me, if you step up to me, that's what happens, and the two guys, his two buddies, the tag team champions are behind him, they're hyping him up, but they didn't beat the guy down, they didn't get involved, they didn't cost him the match, they're just there, hyped up by what their buddy just did, which is great, he says, I'm the best technical wrestler in the world, and if you think I'm not, I dare you to come and prove me wrong, which is fucking awesome, (laughs) fucking awesome, Imperium, let's just, let's just get this out of the way right now, because it does, it does get sort of cleared up later on as well, Imperium, specifically Marcel Barthel of Imperium, keeps hinting towards this, this past that they have with Timothy Thatcher, now, apparently they were part of a, of a group called RingConf, which is, sounds problematic at the very least, I'm not familiar, I'm a WWE guy, uh, he's trying to get Thatcher to, to rejoin the fold, and, sort of sarcastically he's like well you know do you need to ask Ciampa's permission well for your sake we'll welcome him in as well but you need to come back where you belong I there's a small part of me that thinks that this is leading to Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter but um, later on down the line Ciampa's is like well I don't think they're my friends do you think they're your friends and there's no real answer because you can see that Thatcher's like struggling with it Bottom line, they announced way, way, way later in the night that Imperium is going to take on Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa next week. It does. They're not title matches. They're not main marquee matches, but we're going to talk about it at the end of the show. They're slowly stacking up a pretty good, like, dark horse show next week. It's not going to have all the fireworks, AEW fans. It's not going to have all the fireworks of this week's episode. Uh, that's that's just a thing. But it, it does look pretty damn good. Swerve versus Leon Ruff is going to happen again next week as well, and that's that's a thing that's going to happen. Ruff is good in his role. I really like Swerve now that he's turned heel. They're going to have a good match. That is a thing that is going to happen. I'd be lying if I said it was the most exciting thing in the world to me because we've seen so much of it in a condensed period of time, but... Two good wrestlers going out there doing good wrestle things is not going to hurt my feelings at all. You know what else doesn't hurt my feelings at all? The inaugural. Defense of the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, defending against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. We start off real fast, real quick with a dropkick by Moon and an extended standing cloverleaf by Shotzi Blackheart. And for a minute, I thought they were going to do a fluke win, which I would have laughed at, which I would have thought was really fun, but it really wouldn't have been... It wouldn't have been the best move. I'm not going to lie. Uh, double pump kick by Shotzi and Kai send us into a commercial break right at the beginning of the match. It's kind of weird. But, uh, clothesline by Gonzalez when we come back. Body scissors by Kai. a Pump kick by Kai. Insegurri by Shotzi. Forearms by Moon. Running senton by Moon. There's a modified slam and a drop kick. Second rope. Code breaker by Moon. Double uh, Sorry. Double dive. I can read my writing. I promise. Double dive to the outside by Moon and Shotzi. Moon eats the turnbuckles fucking hard. There's an assistant assisted go to kick by Kai and Gonzalez. Uh, gut shots by Moon. Overhead stretch and a slam by Gonzalez. Top rope double cross body by Shotzi Blackheart. Face buster and kick by Shotzi. A back suplex and a cannonball into the ropes. Springboard, sp- uh, springboard splash by Moon. Double wheelbarrow suplex by Moon and Shotzi. Stunner by Shotzi. Eclipsed by Moon. Followed by a tarantula. Everybody collides in the center of the ring. There's a roll-up with an extended sprawl by Shotzi Blackheart and Say It Loud. Say it proud. Your and new NXT women's tag team champions are Ember Moon and my girl Shotzi Blackheart. Yes, yes, yes. Destiny Wrestling. Check it off your Smashinix bucket list one more time. I do not care. This is fucking awesome. Drop the titles, drop them on Who It Makes Sense to have the titles, and then have the better team come in, win those titles, and especially when you see what happens later on, it all makes sense, there's uh, Adam Cole doing the same thing that Balor did, in the back, hyping up his match for later on tonight, and then as we come back from the commercial break, we see Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon walking through the back, celebrating with all the other women of the women's division, other than Kai and Gonzalez, obviously, and other than the girls from The Way who are off in the corner pouting because it should have been them. Gargano's consoling them because it should have been them. And Austin Theory is upset by what Gargano paid the fake shrink to tell him last week in therapy. I love the cheesy Gargano Theory, Candice, Indy Hartwell comedy even it cannot save, uh, I can't even speak, even their good cheesy comedy cannot save an angle that has Dexter Loomis in it, is where I'm going with that one, he gets, uh, he gets Austin Theory all hyped up, says, uh, they're gonna have a match next week with Loomis, which doesn't, it doesn't hurt my feelings, because if they're gonna get it out of the way now, then it means that they're not gonna waste time at takeover with it, so, while I'm not excited to see it next week I am excited to see that it is happening next week and not at takeover I hope that makes sense and the women are gonna I mean Shotzi and Ember and Indy and Candice have a lot of extended history so they could be the next challengers because the previous champions aren't going to be the next challengers and we're talking about that later on Xia Li versus Caden Carter Caden Carter tries to put up a pretty good fight dies anyway um she the last move she gets in is a modified haluva kick. Katnissaro is at ringside trying to cheer her on as uh, as Lee's about to do the stomp that she did to her attacks Lee with a crutch and then Boa tries to attack her because Tiancha told him to and then but we don't have male on female violence in wrestling so Caden Carter comes back with the crutch and attacks him. So one of two things is going to happen here. Now I really wish WWE would do proper intergender wrestling not just hey let's put a dude out there and tell him he can't do anything uh and let him get his ass kicked for comedy because Sasha Banks needs comedy looking at you Reginald um so either we're gonna have a really weird sort of Xia and Boa taking on Catanzaro and Carter where Boa's not gonna be able to do anything because he hasn't done anything or we're gonna get the good match which is Xia Li and Tiancha taking on Katanzaro and Carter in a proper two-on-two women's match, which would also include the debut of Tiancha. um, I don't know, it's good, the, the, the mystique that goes with the Tiancha gimmick is still there, it's still good, it's still Mortal Kombat as fuck, um, Xia still comes out of these matches looking killer, Caden Carter and Casey Katanzaro come out looking sympathetic but not weak, which is great, um, everybody wins and if one of these teams is eventually going to go and become a contender for hey some tag team championships it's all good then we get a video package that solidifies something else that jake and i and me myself and i think even me and guapo at one point have talked about for quite a while there's a problem that nxt has to address they have two cruiserweight champions There needs to be a unified, undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion. So we get a video package from Jordan Devlin from Ireland, who talks about TakeOver, and TakeOver is like watching the weather change, and talks about how the weather in Ireland is shitty, apparently. Needs a change of scenery, and NXT needs the real Cruiserweight Champion back. So my travel ban's been lifted here. Guys, I'm going to be there next week, and I'm going to be coming after Santos Escobar next week really, really good. I really like it. It's really good. Um, We're going to get Devlin versus Escobar, which is two jackass heels, seeing who can out-jackass heal each other. That's not going to hurt my feelings in the slightest. Uh, We see a video package on Zoe Stark, which is good, which is fine. Um, Zoe Stark... Cora Jade and Gigi Dolan were the three women that all had to debut on 205 Live during the tournament, and I didn't agree with that at the time. As I say, I admit when NXT makes mistakes. I hope that she gets a a, a semi-decent push or a mid-card feud with somebody, I hope the other two who debuted as a team and are still sort of presented as a team become sort of first challengers to Shotzi and Ember because Cora Jade and Gigi Dolan versus those two was the first round of the Dusty Classic. I think there's some synergy there, I think there's, I don't want to go out on a limb and say, oh my god, look at the long-term storytelling, but there is is a thread you can pull there that uh, won't be totally out of whack. So, we go to the back, and we see Santos Escobar, and he doesn't like that Jordan Devlin's coming. He doesn't like that there's another cruiserweight championship coming in his cruiserweight championship-ness, which is fine. He argues with Regal and sends his other two guys out because they've got a match, and he says, oh, defend your fantasma. Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. They're facing Gibson and Drake, the grizzled young veterans, who come and cut out their specifically great... Uh, what's his name? I can't think because my brain is mush. Zach Gibson cuts his, um, you know, soon to be recognized and, you know, ribs Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild about basically being Escobar's bag boys and all that kind of thing. And they have about a minute of a match before there's a distraction and there's a spaceman entrance on the entranceway and it's campy as hell. And you think, okay, Brizango are back, they're here for some revenge and whatever. But it's not Brizango. It's MSK, which is awesome because Wesley still has his fucked up hand. So what do they do? They beat up the Grizzled young veterans with the space helmet, and then they take Zach Gibson's hand, they put it on the steel step, and they smash it with the helmet. So not only... Are you taking these super serious guys, and you're beating them down with parts of a really, really gimmicky, cheesy, like, fun thing, which will probably hate them. But it's the whole, you took my hand, I'll take your hand. But while all that is going on, we do, in fact, get Breezango, because Breezango come in and kick this shit out of Legado Del Fantasma. Now, A, I'm going to say, this is your prime example for when people say there's no NXT Tag Team Division. Now, I will say, they don't use them properly, but they are there. I said I pitched a while ago, uh, as good as the uh, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick thing is. If they're going to start opening the borders, get Drake Maverick into some other role, and you team up Killian Dane with Dave Mastiff, and they can be sort of like your powerhouse team, sort of like the XL of of NXT. I think that'd be a really good idea. Then you got all these guys. Some of them can high fly. Some of them can do the the creepy, cringy joint manipulation type stuff like. Pete Dunn, we were talking about before, uh, but this was really good, it was, it didn't take up too much time, it set up two separate stories that don't even have anything to do with championships, which is nice, and, I mean, even if, even if this segment didn't work for you, it was inoffensive and short, so there you go, um, somebody in the back, I can't think of her name at the moment, tried to interview Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, he's like, oh, well, look, tell us what you think about what happened out there tonight, and they're like, we know what happened tonight, like, fuck off, we were the champions, doesn't matter if it was for an hour or two hours or ten years, da 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 and then out of nowhere, Shirai, walking tall as you want to be, walks right up to Raquel Gonzalez and is like, by the way, I've got you next, which is great, I, I, I love it, because it's such a, it's such a diversion from the heels that are complaining that they don't get shots and da 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 da, da and that's what happens so much, especially on the main roster, um basically cutting it off of the pass. Like, she's taking on... Uh, she's taken on Rhea Ripley, because Rhea Ripley's kind of gone now. Uh, she's taking on a couple of other people. She just got Tony Storm off her back as well. Rhea Ripley's going to Raw. That kind of breaks my heart a little bit. So she's looking down the roster to see who her next challenger is going to be, and preemptively calling them out which is a pretty good shade of what happened last week when Balor was like, you know, you're going to be an asshole, you're going to be a chicken shit, you're not going to deal with me, you're not going to face your repercussions, I know what I have to do to beat you out, I'll throw a title match on the line, and then that's exactly how we got to where we are tonight. Io Shirai looking straight up into the face of Raquel Gonzalez with zero fear was fucking great. And then we confirmed the Theory Loomis match for next week. And then we had our main event, And I've rambled on long enough and I already have no voice, so this should be really, really fun. Um, Balor versus Cole for the NXT Championship, Knockdown by Balor, Started a headlock takeover by Cole, a side headlock by Balor, and a keylock takeover by Cole back into the headlock once again. The long chain wrestling sequence follows and follows and follows until we go into the commercial break. When we come back from the commercial break, we are no longer chain wrestling. We got Cole, and he's hitting a mud hole on Balor in the corner. Basement dropkick by Balor, Cobra clutch by Balor, back elbow and a boot by Cole, Balor eats the plexiglass guardrail on the outside, Irish whip by Cole when they get back into the ring, inverted chop block by Balor basically spears him in the kneecap which just looks like it wrecks um works on the leg in the corner after the after the inverted chop block thing uh double stomp by balor integrity by cole standing sling lead by balor uh punt to the midsection and a boot to balor, boot by balor to cole there we go i can speak vertical suplex up the metal rampway by Balor is nice and sends us into commercial break once again. Both men trades and forearms when we get back to the commercial break. There's a boot by Cole and a Pele by Balor, Ushiguroshi by Cole and a Sling Blade by Balor. Shotgun drop kick by Balor and a super kick by Cole. face, um by Cole, and then when he eventually has to break the cross face, he's like, I'll just stomp on your jaw, because that seems to be a problem for you recently, mounted forearms by Balor, a super kick by Cole, a last shot, a Panama sunrise, and Balor tosses Cole out of the ring, and we go to the near side the side that doesn't have any fans on it, the side where all the cameras are, the side that would be the hard cam side if we were in normal circumstances, and who's looking over the guardrail but Kyle O'Reilly, coming back like the return of death himself. Um, Cole gets inside just in time to, uh, sorry, he doesn't come inside because Balor hits him with the 1916 on the outside, tosses him in, hits the coup de gras, defends his championship. Now, here's where the T- the focus totally goes off of Balor onto Cole because Kyle hopping over the rampway in his in his denim and rocker gear looking like an absolute reject from the fucking Ravens flock beats down Cole in the middle of the ring and Cole goes to give him a low blow but he blocks the low blow he holds on his arm and I thought he was just going to do something really fucked up to his arm but no symbolically it was even better he ripped the Undisputed Era armband off of his arm and proceeded to beat the fuck out of him some more, takes him to the outside, wants to have a little poetic justice and suplex him on the stairs, but obviously the the referees and the officials and whatever know exactly what's coming and they don't let him, so he just tackles him up the rampway some more, and then the camera work on this was really cool, and I don't focus on the camera work that much, but they pan into a super close-up of just Balor, and he's looking right off into the distance at and he knows somebody's behind him and you just hear and it sounded like a line from a movie which is fine And if you want to call it out as being corny that's fine but all you see him say is what took you so long and the camera pans behind him carry and cross is standing right there you end on the face-to-face between those two so everything everything works look at this look at this show you've got brand new titles announced two sets of brand new champions crowned in one night uh, for those new titles. You had... A really, really good women's title defense. You had a really, really good men's title defense. You've got two different tag team feuds, potentially, that don't even have to do anything with the tag team championships. You've got all kinds of stuff going on with The Way. You've got the further implosion of the Undisputed Era, and now you finally introduce Balor versus Cross. If this night wasn't a direct turnaround and a direct response to them knowing that they shit the bed last week, and now know that they have to set set sail, quote-unquote, yes, it's a pun, I do that, for TakeOver, that's two days before WrestleMania, this was fucking great. Yes, I'm incredibly biased. The fact that my favorite female wrestler in NXT right now left tonight with a brand new title that was just created tonight in her team with Ember Moon, who's also fucking awesome, by the way, and we've set up everything else going forward, we've set up the next NXT Championship match, we've probably set up the next women's title match, we've set up another feud between Kyle O'Reilly fresh from Raven's (laughs) flock, taking on Adam Cole, baby Uh, who knows where Roderick Strong fits into that mix, there's a lot there's the whole Timothy Thatcher, Imperium thing, Ciampa says when they're talking about the tag team match he's like, oh yeah, you know, they're a you know, basically they're a heel faction, you know, wherever they are, their leader's not too far behind, and that's intriguing to me, think about the potential, okay, we haven't had the UK Championship on an an NXT US takeover in a long time, but if you want to tell me that we're going to get Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter out of all this, if if Thatcher turns and Thatcher joins Imperium and Imperium grows to five people, fine, cool, whatever, I, I wasn't really incredibly enthused about their tag team anyway, and I don't think it was meant to last. But if out of all that you get Ciampa versus uh, versus Walter, I, I'm really, really okay with that. Because you get Champa versus Walter for that title, you find new contenders for Shotzi and Ember, you find new contenders for... Um, Lorcan and Birch, you get some sort of technical classic out of Pete Dunne, you do something with Johnny Gargano and maybe Swerve, heel versus heel for the North American Championship, you do Raquel Gonzalez versus, versus Shirai, you do Cross versus Balor, you do the Undisputed Era imploding as I've said, they've already set the table for this takeover and this show was good, this show delivered this show did more than deliver on everything that it promised and everything that it had to do to make up for last week. I was gutted by last week's show. I was disgusted. And I have a lot of opinions, and I'm a loudmouth, and I'm really, really sarcastic. So for me to say nothing... I don't want to be overdramatic, but I hope you guys realize that for me to say nothing takes a lot. And all I can say is, and they've done it a couple of times, NXT, when they do, shit the bed they do come back with something like this and that's that means that even them shitting the bed is something we can look forward to if that i'm i'm literally rambling into nonsensical talk now so i'm going to stop i'm sure you guys are done listening i've been spaz your ywc reality check subscribe up there talk down there start a conversation keep all these conversations going don't be a stranger i will talk to each and every last one of you later but for right now i'm tagging out bye guys